0: Chapter 9 of the Narrative of Sojourner Truth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lee Laird. The Narrative of Sojourner Truth by Olive Gilbert. And Sojourner Truth, Chapter 9. Having seen the sad end of her parents, so far as it relates to this earthly life, we will return with Isabella to that memorable auction which threatened to separate her father and mother. A slave auction is a terrible affair to its victims, and its incidents and consequences are graven on their hearts as with a pin of burning steel. At this memorable time, Isabella was struck off for the sum of $100 to one John Neely of Ulster County, New York. And she has an impression that in this sale she was connected with a lot of sheep she was now nine years of age and her trials in life may be dated from this period she says with emphasis now the war begun she could only talk dutch and the Neelies could only talk english mr neely could understand dutch but isabel and her mistress could neither of them understand the language of the other and this of itself was a formidable obstacle in the way of a good understanding between them, and for some time was a fruitful source of dissatisfaction to the mistress, and of punishment and suffering to Isabella. She says, If they sent me for a frying pan, not knowing what they meant, perhaps I carried them pot-hooks and trammels, then, oh, how angry Mistress would be with me! Then she suffered terribly, terribly with the cold during the winter her feet were badly frozen for want of proper covering they gave her a plenty to eat and also a plenty of whippings one sunday morning in particular she was told to go to the barn on going there she found her master with a bundle of rods prepared in the embers and bound together with cords when he had tied her hands together before her he gave her the most cruel whipping she was ever tortured with he whipped her till the flesh was deeply lacerated and the blood streamed from her wounds and the scars remain to the present day to testify to the fact and now she says when i hear him tell of whipping women on the bare flesh it makes my flesh crawl and my very hair rise on my head Oh my god she continues what a way is this of treating human beings in those hours of her extremity she did not forget the instructions of her mother to go to God in all her trials and every affliction and she not only remembered but obeyed going to him and telling him all and asking him if he thought it was right and begging him to protect and shield her from her persecutors she always asked with an unwavering faith that she should receive just what she pleaded for and now she says though it seems curious i do not remember ever asking for anything but what i got it and i always received it as an answer to my prayers when i got beaten i never knew it long enough to go beforehand to pray and i always thought that if i only had time to pray to god for help i should have escaped the beating She had no idea God had any knowledge of her thoughts, save what she told him, or heard her prayers unless they were spoken audibly. And consequently, she could not pray unless she had time and opportunity to go by herself, where she could talk to God without being overheard. End of chapter 9